0: Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about 2018's "A Wrinkle in Time." When I was a kid, this is one of those books that kind of changed my world. You know, I, I looked at things a little bit differently. Um, kind of what movies and books did to me as I got older and older. This was one of the first ones I remember going, "Wow, I never really thought of the universe that way," and being able to do this with my mind and and. You know, obviously, when you're a kid, you don't get all the things about uh, believing in yourself and that kind of thing. It's not what you originally get out of it. That kind of comes with all the excitement of the the novel. Um, but I've never seen any of the adaptations they made before. I think Disney made a series back in 2003, and I remember this movie coming out in 2018. And I know Oprah Winfrey was part of the ad campaign. And I'm not—I don't have anything against Oprah Winfrey. I'm just not the biggest fan. I found her to be phony quite a bit, but anyway, I'm not trying to... Anyway, um, so I just did not see this when it came out. Um, didn't do very well, so I didn't really put it on my list. And then recently... Um, I'm a Disney movie insiders. It used to be the Disney rewards movie club or whatever. Um, if you buy a Disney movie and you redeem the digital code, you got points and you could redeem the points. And every once in a while, they tell you, you need to use your account. Or you're going to lose your points. And they had a wrinkle in time on 4k for about, I don't know, it was like 1100 points. And I had three or 4,000. I'm like, sure. Why not? I've never seen it. So I ordered it from the movie insiders website for free. Um, didn't cost me anything actually and it got here in less than a week which was pretty impressive so i popped it in and i was really tired last night and i fell asleep about the first half hour but it. it's not the movie's fault um but i did finish it tonight i started it over actually this is not a perfect adaptation and there really aren't any but in some cases movies like um, the lord of the rings trilogy make major changes to the novels but it works and most it's silent it's it works enough that it silences the people who go hey that that character wasn't in the book or that's not the way that happened uh, because overall the entire project you know was worthy of okay yeah we can we can forgive a couple of changes because it was really good wrinkle in time suffers a little on the other end um they made some changes that people who love the book were not happy with and so that was a bit of a detriment i think it had about a hundred million dollar budget and it made about 133 million so it kind of broke even to lost money when you consider marketing and stuff like that um and i don't hear too many people talking about it today but the book was epically big for not just my generation but several after that it's just a great novel so i'm not going to review this as an as so much an adaptation because it's been a long time and like when i reviewed dune you know Movies and books are apples and oranges, and so it's up to the director's job and the the filmmakers to make a a movie out of the source material that not pays tribute to but is in line with the original book, but they have to do their own thing, and a lot of times, sometimes – not a lot of times, uh, they will either stick too close or not close enough. It's it's this weird balance that the perfect adaptations find, and it rarely happens. How many times you walked out of a movie with friends and go, that ah, wasn't as good as the book? Wasn't as good as the book. Most movies aren't as good as the book because we have imagination. So when you read, you see more into it. Um, things are left open to your interpretation. So you put your own personality into that reading experience. Where a movie is, it, it's Presented for you, and you just have to accept it or not. All that being said about the relation to the book, it it's a heartfelt, heartwarming story. It's a really well made movie. It's about an hour and forty five minutes. Um, it's just a little clumsy. It, good director Ava DuVernay, I believe you pronounce her name. She directed Selma. Um, There's so much imagination in this film. It's a beautiful film in 4K. The HDR, Dolby Vision, my Dolby Vision light came on. Um, Great colors, good definition. I think the movie was filmed under 4K and was upscaled video-wise, but uh, it had a good Dolby Atmos soundtrack. But the HDR, there's a lot of color in the movie, and that was one of the best things about it. The costume design, the color design, the, the overall production design was really fantastic um storm reed who plays the main character meg she did a great job the other child actors are really really good um reese witherspoon i thought did a fine job um mindy kaling is in it um oprah winfrey who's a giant for part of the movie um and chris pine i gotta say this dude's a movie star (laughs) he's playing with a lot of other good actors actresses in this film and when he's in a scene it's just it lights up especially when it's an emotional scene whether it's he breaks into a smile, or it's tearful, or it's—he's uh, just great. I mean, I've liked him as Captain Kirk and some of the other roles he's played. He was not a bad Jack Ryan, um, but he was really good in this for what little he's in it, playing the father who disappeared, that kind of is the whole idea of the movie. For those that haven't read the book or nor seen the movie— um, This family loses their father. They're both scientists, and he believes that you'll be able to travel through the universe if you find the right frequency, and one day he just disappears. So one day, these mysterious women appear and and tell the little girl, Meg, that her father's still alive, and they can help her find him. And they go off on this journey through different worlds and dimensions, if you will. I don't want to get into spoilers. There are so many things that the movie does great. Like I said, the costume design, the colors, the overall production, everything looks and sounds great. They linger on some stuff a little bit too long. They don't spend enough time on other things. There is a whole scene where Reese turns into this flying creature, and they go flying to look for the dad, but the whole scene winds up as pointless. Nothing really happens. I mean, one of the kids falls, and they the you know, flowers gather together and catch them. You kind of have to see it to understand what's going on um but all in all it's like a 10 minute scene or whatever they could have just there was no point to it when it was over it was like the movie just continued on like nothing had happened um they cut out there's a huge chunk towards the end of the movie where they kind of lose and come back and have to win and they streamline that part i guess to focus on some of the other stuff I don't know if that was the best idea, but again, I'm not comparing it to the book. Just saying, I know this story kind of plays out a little bit differently. I don't know why they made some of the changes they made. Like I said, acting, directing, costume design, everything, it just sometimes feels like it's missing the mark. Like your attention almost wants to wander because they've stayed too long on something. Zach Galifianakis is in it. Uh, he's got a, a basically a long cameo. He's actually surprisingly great. Uh, Michael Pena is in it. Um, he's also really great in the film. It plays out um, a little like a Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe meets Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of thing. Um, and I, that's not the vibe I got from the book when I read it as a kid. Um, but like I said, it's been decades since I've read the book, and I can't. Totally. Uh, I, I refreshed myself a little bit on the book just to make sure that I remembered it correctly. and oh, some, some of the memory files still are firing correctly. But A Wrinkle in Time, should you watch it? I didn't do my short version at the beginning. Um, if you have Disney Plus and it's on there, I think it is on there. You could watch it there for free. Um, if you get it cheaply, sure. And if you're a fan of the book, I think you should, or a fan of anybody involved in the movie, you should. It's, it's, it's a definite like three and a half out of five. You know, it's it's good. It's just not the classic I wanted it to be. It's it's just not quite there. And I, hmm, better reviewers than I have probably picked it apart. It's at forty something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and like I said, it, it wasn't a huge hit by any stretch of the imagination. But more entertained with it than I thought. I mean, it's obviously aimed at a bit younger audience than I am. But I thought that part of it comes through clear, and that they modernized the story for modern, young audiences, I will say three forced pop music-enhanced montages in the film, plus the two songs they squeezed in over the—I know they were trying to get the soundtrack and these videos made, and I, I understand the marketing machine. I work in the radio industry. Um, but at time, this was not the—I the, would have picked, you know, something John Williams or Hans Zimmer, something classic, and we had a lot of— um, Pop and beats and and just you know it was and the music was all good. Don't don't get me wrong. It was good pop music and good R and B music. Um. Probably fit what they were trying to do. I just expected something a little more classic and maybe even a little lighter in in some cases. But the emotions of the film are there and they're genuine. It's very heartfelt. It's very uh, um, empowering to believe in yourself and believe you can do things they kind of knock that home. It's almost like every character has to remind you, hey, this is what we're doing here, um, as far as like the the Mrs. What's-it and Mrs. Who and, and, and those characters. But all in all, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was very well made. And if you have young people around you, this is probably a movie you should sit them down to watch, even if they get a little bored in it. Uh, it would create interesting dialogue when it's over. The biggest negative I have on the movie, it's one of those movies that just won't end. It, it, it comes to an end, a climax, and, and that's great. And then there's another one, a, a reunion, and that's tearful and it's wonderful. And then there's a little bit more and then there's a little bit more and then there's a little bit more and then we have to get these montages where they they name the actress or actor and then they show them shots, multiple shots from the movie and it's like they're highlighting. It just feels like there's a lot of padding there at the end to get make this a little bit longer than it was when they had more story they could have told. And, and the part of the story they left out is something, you know, it's part of the finale where they lose and then they have to come back and win a different way and that would have... I think made the ending a little bit more impactful, but instead they kind of almost kind of lose and then they, they don't really leave. <laughs> it's hard to describe without getting into spoilers, but um, a wrinkle in time it's available to check out. If you have this setup to watch it in 4k, it, it really is a good looking film. Uh, Dolby Atmos soundtrack was great. Didn't blow me away, but did have some uh, upper atmospheric effects. Um, the scenes where the flowers are flying around. On one of the planets they visit, the flowers actually communicate, and they come out of the ground, and they fly, and they giggle, and, and they save a kid from falling out of the sky. Um, they're over your head doing the giggling and stuff in a lot of it and swirling around and things like that. There's a lot of uh, things swirling. One of the things I really liked about the movie is how they visualized going through space— Time, dimensions, that kind of thing. And how she kind of, they tell her in the beginning of the movie that she's not going to be able to, you know, do what she does until she becomes one with the universe kind of thing. And how they visualize that at the end is absolutely stunning. A lot of the effects are stunning. If the ideas for the effects and the, and the color choices and all that kind of thing came from the director, then kudos for or the special effects team or the production designer, whoever came up with the, the design of the whole thing. It's absolutely um, stunning. It really is a good-looking film. Just, I don't know, just doesn't, you know, didn't hit that four or five-star mark quite, but it's almost there. And you may like it more than I. So check it out, A Wrinkle in Time. It's available on 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, and streaming services now. Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My links are below. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. I hope you have a spectacular day. See you on the next one.